those eyes you didn't want to disappoint And that heart's been born before So what do I know? Never been in love enough for the both of us When you're just a kid sometimes it's just better to go And something beating inside of you I can breathe by your kiss With your arms around me just heard Leaving You Alone by Ryland Fox, and this is Radio 1 Chicago on WLUW Chicago. 
I'm Wintrick Tony. I'd like to wish the Loyola campus in Vietnam a, a good morning because it's 6 a.m. over there, 6 p.m. over here, and this is Loyola's radio station. So, Ryland, you grew up as a punk rocker, grew up playing in punk rock bands, and then at some point you decided to become a singer-songwriter. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that transition? Yeah, I know it sounds kind of it's kind of, it sounds kind of weird, but there is there is a bridge, you know. Like uh, I started out as a drummer uh, years ago, and you know, I was playing in the school band, and obviously that wasn't cool enough, you know. So I had to I had to do do a couple punk bands or so, and. Um, Eventually, I, I got really, I think it was listening to the Misfits and the Ramones and, and that kind of songwriting where it was coming from a very melodic place and, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of hooks there. It was, it was very much, um, you know, popular music to me, like, and, uh, but it was kind of cool because there was something, you know, against the grain and that's always cool when you're younger and, and stuff and, uh, and you get enough of the top 40, you know. So, it, it, anyway, over time, you know, you kind of get sick of playing the, the same, like, four chords. You know, you can only, like, invert them, you know, in so many ways. And so, uh, you know, I started going down this, I started get, getting involved with uh, kind of, like, 80s hair bands and stuff like that, you know. And a lot of this stuff is, is a, it's heyday. It was before my time, but um, I guess I was always a fan of, like, older music. So, Anyway, I think these these hair metal bands kind of introduced me not only to this this punk rock, uh, the punk rock element, but also this singer songwriter element. You know, a lot of those power ballads aren't that far removed from you know what you hear in a lot of Americana music or country music. There might be some guys that would you know debate that, but uh, you know I see a lot of similarities between Americana music and uh, and country music and punk rock. It's very melodic, and uh, you know there's always like some cool pretty standard like chord progressions and uh so yeah just over time i think it was just a matter of uh expanding my horizons and refining the sound and stuff that's a lot of things you see with a lot of bands that grow up with punk i mean you think of guns and roses sonic youth two polar different types of music right two polar different genres but seeing like how simple it is is really helpful when you're starting out totally and and i think when you when you get older you realize that it doesn't need to be that complicated. It's it should be about the song and and those lyrics should mean something and and the I think the chords not to take away from the music but the chords kind of give you this you know space to to create these melodies that 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 matter and make and lift oh, yeah. these lyrics up you know. They're the foundation of a song for sure for sure. So did you do anything else besides drumming when you were in punk bands? Did you write any of the songs? Do any booking? Yeah, you know, to be honest, like I was, I don't know, I think I looked at myself at the time as kind of like a control freak. I kind of had this desire, but I think it was just a desire to write. And I didn't know what it was yet. I was I was the drummer, but I was trying to call the shots too, you know. And I think it, eventually I started to pick up the guitar. And you know how it is when you're in a younger, uh, in a young band and stuff. It's hard to keep the, those guys together. Because there's usually only one guy that like is going to be playing music ten years later, right? Oh yeah. And uh, I guess for me it was like I was that guy, and so yeah, I started playing the guitar. So I was playing all the stuff. I was learning all the songs that like my band would play, and and we wrote some silly songs, but um, I would figure them out. And then I started kind of doing my own thing. I'm like, well, I only you know I only knew like four chords or so, and man, I I wrote probably twenty songs out of those, you know, and 
you know, not a ton has changed, you know, to this day, to be honest with you. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, qu- quite a few years of experience, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the process is... What's that? There are a lot of different ways to play four chords. Exactly. A lot of different strumming patterns. Exactly. And, and you know, like, when acoustic, when you're doing acoustic music and everything's stripped down like that, you almost get, like, a whole world, like, opened up to you because you realize there's different ways that you can play those chords, you know, and, and they're going to, depending on what instrument you play, that maybe you're playing on a piano, you know, it's going to bring out, like, a, you know, a, a new melody in your head, you know, so. Uh, Do you I ever write songs on piano? I, you know, I try to, like, I'm, 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 I know enough, like, music theory to be dangerous, <laughs> but uh, it's probably not something that I would play live with. Like, I wouldn't play live with a keyboard or piano, probably, but um, I love to, to try to write with it when all the songs start, you know, all the, all the new stuff starts to sound kind of the same. I'm like, oh, I already wrote this song, like, 20 times, you know? Um, so, you know, picking up a piano or, or something like that is usually gets me out of my box. Yeah, just picking up a different instrument. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, how much do you think you've changed since you've become a singer-songwriter as opposed to drumming in bands 10 years ago? Oh, God. You know, like, I'm probably, like I said, you know, I, I, a lot of me is probably the same. Um, I think my passion's the same. You know, I took a little break from music, uh, you know, a few years back. I th- I, and I don't think I knew why I was doing that at the time. Um, but I think then compared to now, I think the, the passion's the same, the drive's the same, they come from the same place. And, you know, I think it's all about heart and, uh, you know, like how far, how far you're willing to take this thing. And, um, if I get to do cool stuff like this for the rest of my life, like it's, that's, that's success. If I can make records and, you know, have, you know, like a, a room full of people, not an arena. I don't need an arena. I just need, you know, like a room that's, that's success to me. So people enjoying it. Yeah. And it's the same thing I wanted back then, you know, and, uh, I think that's all you need really. Well, let's see if we can, if we can enjoy your next song. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I don't know. We had, this is going to be a crapshoot. This oh, is yeah. going to be a crapshoot. We have a, we have a Blake CD in the CD player. And uh, we're just going to play it all the way through. Let's do it. Man. So this is track two on the, on the blank CD we have in the CD player. You're listening to Radio 1 Chicago on WLUW Chicago. My name is One Trick Tony. And singer-songwriter Rylan Fox is in the studio. Oh, what am I to do? I've got a question I 
I've got a question by Rowland Fox. We learned the song after it went on. And Rowland Fox was in the studio here in Radio 1 Chicago. I'm One Trick Tony. And Rowland, I noticed you had your own home recording studio. And your website had sounded really high tech. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. When, when I was younger and I start, started, you know, writing pretty heavy and stuff, it, you, know, I was, you know, I was doing what everybody else was doing. I was going out and I was paying somebody a bunch of money to you know per hour to lay down the stuff and when you're a kid you know you that's all the, you know you only got so much money per week and oh, yeah. um i was dumping it all into this into this guy's studio how old were you I, I st- it started when i was 13 oh wow yeah that was when i was still doing the punk stuff and that was those were the first tracks that i laid down there it was kind of cool by the time i left that place i was yeah like i was playing this way different music so it'd be funny to listen to like start to finish over those years but when I, um, eventually the stuff started to get affordable, right? And everybody's buying Macs and stuff. And I bought a Mac and I bought some gear. I bought an interface, bought a couple mics. And, but by the time I would set this recording rig up in my room, in my bedroom, at my parents' house. And by the time I got it all set up, I had lost kind of most of whatever inspiration I had going into the session, right? Um, and I would burn myself out really quick. So I would like hurry and like, and sweat to get, to get going. And then I'm like all tired, you know? So 
it was doable, but it wasn't ideal. How'd that affect the recordings? Uh, I think they, they took longer, and then I started to get really nitpicky about it, and I would overanalyze it because I, was, I knew I was going in kind of stressed in a weird state. So uh, eventually I had this opportunity. Uh, when I bought my, my condo a, a couple of years ago, I wasn't really buying it to have like a dwelling to like live. I was more concerned about uh, how am I going to record in this thing and how am I going to have a setup so that I can walk into the next room. I could eat a sandwich and then at the drop of a hat, I could walk into the next room, turn on the mics and go and preserve, uh, save all that time, you know, of, of, of setup and preserve as much of that inspiration as possible. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it's like 360 degrees. I have these like these sound blankets that hang from the ceiling. They cover the whole thing. It's like a giant 360, like sh- high tech shower curtain. Wow. And it's like made for like music. And um, and then, you know, like I have probably a, a, a similar like high, higher end rig that most people have. But then I got like I got some amps and I got some really nice mics and it sounds really great in there. And there's something special about it. It's got a vibe. It's got cool colors going on and it looks like ikea when you walk into it probably i don't know so what did you learn about like all all about audio production audio engineering you know it was it was uh it was a a trial by error thing you know self-taught yeah well it was paying that guy when i was going to that studio and he was kind of like this this whiz guy he kept buying stuff and he like knew all this stuff and it's crazy he was just like when the internet was still new he was like finding the end of it as far as like recording went and he just, he knew so much and he would just drop all this knowledge. Like it would happen organically. And I think where I really learned was making a full record by myself. Like I wrote all the songs obviously, but I had a band at the time, but again, the members were filtering in and out, but I was doing the bulk of, of that music and I was making a lot of those production decisions and, you know, how can we do this? How can we make this happen? Okay, here's technically, from an engineering standpoint, what we have to do to get there. You know, so it was a lot of that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was literally like making an album that took way too long, but it was the best learning experience like in the world, you know. Yeah. I know you got a single coming out now, or you had a single come yeah. out, uh, Leaving You Alone, which is yeah. available on iTunes and Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I noticed you don't have any solo albums. You got any plans for one? Yeah. I'm recording a lot right now, but I'm, but a lot of it's like, you know, in the songwriting community, we call them work tapes. Um, a lot of them are acoustic based. And what I do is I, I give them away at my shows. Like when I get enough songs together, I'll throw a CD together and I I call them acoustic bootlegs. And I have these kind of different volumes of them and, and I'll give them away at shows because on the writing side, even though the recording thing, is is moving but as far as like official releases yeah like you say you know there's there's a couple singles out there but the writing is happening so fast and rewriting happens so fast like i do a lot of co-writing with other people yeah and um i'm kind of based in this nashville community too so there's a lot going on there and i'd like to get a solo record out as soon as possible um but for the time being you're going to see like a lot of singles and a lot of eps because these songs are moving into different phases and and some of them aren't right aren't, aren't written for me necessarily either so it's an interesting thing and um so some you, figuring out yeah so you want to get maybe like more 
more of like a cohesive, I guess you call them work tapes now, more of a, com- a cohesive thing going. Like get some songs that would sound good together on an album. Is that the type? Is that what you're waiting for with an album? You know exactly, and, and like like I say, some of these songs they're not written for me to to play. You know, when you write at a high volume, it's going to be interesting. Like which ones you end up selecting to to play yourself, and what are you going to do with those uh, from a production standpoint? Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'd like to. I'd like to get there as, as as soon as possible, and I think we're getting a lot closer with compiling those songs that belong on a, on a Ryland Fox record, too. <laughs> what kind of songs belong on a Ryland Fox record? Uh, you know, we, we talked about it a little earlier. You know, like I come from a very melodic place, but I also don't do a lot of this like top forty kind of stuff. Um, you know, when when I always joke about this at at my my live shows and stuff with the crowd. Because it's probably some kind of like insecurity or defense mechanism. I always make I always make jokes about like how sad my songs are because that's definitely like a a consistent theme. And it's not that I'm such a sad person, but um, I just like a lot of that kind of music. Um, that just seems to be what comes out of me. It's natural. Yeah, yeah, and you know I I consider myself a very happy person, but I don't have fun singing songs about you know running on the beach and stuff while i might write that for somebody <laughs> else you know like i might try to write that for somebody else it's not though. exactly an americana country type of thing right 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 yeah yeah there's nothing really punk rock about that i can't i need to justify at least a little bit of punk rock ethics in there you know i guess i mean yeah. like we we're talking about it's a good it's a good place to begin it's a good yeah, foundation but there's sure. so much more out there yes it's yeah. the kind of thing where you realize how easy it is like you right. realize you're just that you could make so many songs with four chords. Right, right. And you can progress to this. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Is there anything else you'd like to add? we got another song coming up. And I know you got a show on the 16th at Irish Roots out in Lincoln Park, I believe. Oh, it's uh, I- Irish Eyes on June 16th. Irish Eyes. And then The Store on Halstead on June 18th. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You have anything else you'd like to add? Um... Oh, on June 9th, if you're if you're in the the suburbs at all, I'll be playing at this great venue called Grassroots. It's it's kind of a newer thing, um, but it's perfect for singer songwriters. It's perfect for fans of singer songwriters. They got their own built in audience. It's great. It's um, the management is just killer, and it's the closest thing to uncommon ground in the suburbs. Um, you know, to like a, a Nashville style listening room. So uh, June 9th over at Grassroots, that's that's the next one. And there's a couple in the city right after that. All right. Well, we got Rowland Fox in the studio. Thank you so much for coming in. This Thank is you. Radio 1 Chicago. I am One Trick Tony. And we have one more mystery song coming up on our mystery CD. We'll log it on our website. i 
Papa's clouds I don't want to be alone Traveling girl I need to ride back here with me Put the wind behind you now Come back home Horizons have been your own all of your life Just sitting here waiting alone Cutting my soul like a knife Traveling girl I travel right back home to me down up those clouds I don't want to be alone Traveling girl I need you right back here with me Put the wind behind you now Come back home to me Roll down with travel on our if you'll let enjoy the scene Those left behind only think of the danger Come back home.